This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. My name's Greg Abbott and you're listening to the Blue Army podcast. Enjoy. My name is Maddie Robson. My name is Chris Filler. My name is Paul Arneson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello, my name is Derek Combs and I listen to the Blue Army podcast. My name's Toby Show Silva and welcome to the Blue Army podcast. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hit recording. Uh, Liam, you've got yourself a lovely new background, obviously. Um, yeah. so there's going to yeah. be has that, has that debuted yet on the on the YouTube channel, uh, Blue Army TV on YouTube? It looks like the one you can toilets. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little bit nicer. How did you know where I was recording mean... from? But <laughs> I don't mean like it's like the blue brick, I don't mean there's, there's no urinals. But, well, well, you obviously haven't like been we, looking good yeah. enough. Um, you haven't seen down there. There is a big urinal, but <laughs> but no, it hasn't. It hasn't been on YouTube yet. Um, I put a picture of it on, on my Twitter, but it hasn't. I haven't recorded a video or anything yet because it's absolutely so old to record a video on at the minute. So yeah, yeah it has it, to wait. It is. It is difficult, like scrambling around for content. I'll be honest with you, but someone's done us a favour. Haggis has came through again. With an absolute corker uh, of a recording this time. Uh, for people that didn't listen last week, um, Haggis is uh, one of the ground staff over at Brunton Park, and he has been tapping head of recruitment Greg Abbott's phone just for us exclusively here on the Blue Army podcast. And we managed to get a snippet of a conversation that he had. Uh, well, I haven't heard it yet, so uh, I guess I guess I'll just play it for you, lads. I mean. Uh, well, I'll just play it for you. So obviously that's the phone ringing. That's what that sounds like. I don't know if you can hear it this time. <laughs> Good afternoon. Greg Abbott, Head of Recruitment. How can I help you? Hello there, laddie. How you doing? It's David. David the Gardener. How's the rose bush looking, son? And don't forget to take them weeds out of the driveway and corner. Thanks very much. No, man. It's David Moyes, you numpty. Oh, Moisey. How's it going, son? Oh, have you got some soft cockney lads that you want to send up alone to toughen up? I possibly, but that's not why I'm calling you, Greggy. 
Fresh Them Moises, son. I'm all ears. Congratulations on winning the conference, by the way. Um, I think you mean the European Conference League. When did Eurovision start sponsoring the conference? That's great. I love ABBA. No, you dafty heed. The European Conference League. It's like the Champions League. Oh, you mean like the Europa League? Aye, kind of like the Europa League, but just a wee bit smaller. How comes you thought I was managing in the conference? Well, you may as well have been when you're off gallivanting round Europe chasing some Mickey Mouse Cup. I thought I lost track of you when you left that Man United. Oh, I thought you ended up at somewhere like Stollyhole Moor. How dare you? I am the manager of West Ham United and the European Conference League is a big deal. I was about to make an inquiry about Owen Moxon to repair Declan Rice, but you can bloody well forget it now. <laughs> What's he on about? I'm Greg Abbott, head of recruitment. I don't do sales. And I don't see why Owen Moxon would want to drop down to the conference any road. <laughs> that was it. There we go, lads. You know, another one of those <laughs> snippet conversations that we've managed to pick up. Thanks a lot to Haggis. Uh, but it's nice to know that we've managed to wear off interest in Owen Moxon, though, isn't it? That's, that's quite yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's quite cool that's quite fun right we'll kick things off properly lads let's get things going oh great marrows how's it going and welcome back to the blue army podcast this is of course episode 114 and i am absolutely buzzing to be joined by the two men i love to call the cumbrian brain trust i'm talking about will and Liam, how are we doing, lads? You all right? Yeah, yeah, not bad. Yeah, no, still we've alive. got still alive. We're still moving. There's not any football on, really, of note, apart from those internationals yeah. that were a bit of a snore. But you know, that we, we, we managed to go through them, and we've got a couple more weeks to wait until pre season starts, unfortunately, lads. Um, but we've got a pretty decent episode you know this episode did really good last year uh the transfer rumors episode seems to pique a lot of interest amongst carla united supporters probably because they're just desperate for this kind of content yeah. i suppose <laughs> somebody <laughs> to come up with some rumors for them uh but yeah we've done that uh obviously we've got the news to cover like we normally do um liam there's there's no transfer rumors this week we'll take the pressure off yeah there's been yeah. nothing as the mate there's been nothing <laughs> carla united transfer related as there absolutely sod all uh you know, I say I'm feeding on scraps, but that would, ins- you know, that would insinuate that there are scraps to feed off. There's just literally nothing at all. <laughs> the things going on behind the scenes. I mean, I'm sure um, Simo and Abba are working hard, but do, do you think the delay maybe means we're waiting to get better players, or is it better to kind of, you know, for the clubs that get in early and do a lot of business at the start of the transfer window? Well, I think a lot of players, their contracts only officially run out at like sometime in July. So maybe he's just waiting for that to happen for the sort of free agent signings. But I can imagine he's just taking special care and sort of making sure players are the right fit before he goes in and rushes into signings like a lot yeah. of clubs tend to do. He's just sort of, he takes his time with transfers and he did last time as well, to be fair, last summer. So 
I'm not. I'm not really concerned. But I, I understand why he's taking his time because you get yeah. clubs like Barra that rush in and get like five signings in the first week or something. And like, yeah, there's always a handful that do that. Um, I, I can remember it never goes last well. Week, yeah, I mean the teams in League One at the moment. Um, I, I remember saying last week. I can't remember who I said he was now. Who made quite a few early signings? Stevenage. Port- Portsmouth made a few. You were saying that like Norris and a few other Portsmouth, players. Yeah. But um, now I was fro- throwing back to what you said, though, Will. Um, I think like that's, that's maybe a sign of the fact that we haven't rushed into signing anyone. Yeah. Is potentially the fact that he's that Simo's looking to build a squad around the core that he's already got, rather than sort of like bring in like big sort of like marquee massive improvement kind of players like he's not he's, he's obviously not desperate to run in and splash any kind of cash on anybody he's more than willing to sort of build around the core of what he's got potentially I think that's what it might mean um maybe it might be a sign yeah that. I mean it may well be a sign that he still considers Feeney and Patrick the best options at the moment if they you know if they're still considering the contract offer or there's still a chance that they might sign it because you know you can kind of be realistic and say that uh, that these players have had interest from other clubs and they want to go and talk to these clubs and then potentially welcome the player back if they don't get that interest you know you can kind of like have a professional attitude towards that rather than viewing it as a slight or an indication that they don't want to be there it's, you know it's happened once or twice yeah, yeah, yeah. So, as I, 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 sorry, as 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 I was throw back to you, Liam's got no transfer rumours, unfortunately. Will oh, you've got a little bit of a League One roundup that you're going to dive into just after this part of the podcast? It's a bit of tradition we have round here on the Blue Army podcast, right close to the beginning of the show, to get everybody in a a good mood. It's time for ah. the Blue <laughs> Army podcast joke of the week. Is he we haven't done that yet. <laughs> we thought I think we'd he's trying to. <laughs> it's the Blue Army podcast. Joke of the week. Here we go, boys. What's wrong with the man who gets sick only on weekdays? Um, weekends. Sick. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a weekend immune system. <laughs> that's a good Victory one sit. I like that yeah, yeah. it's alright wasn't it that's not too bad you know that wasn't too that was worth that was worth like you know double faking for that was alright yeah. <laughs> Will uh, we will kindly finally hand over to you in the segment of the show where we get to find out what's been happening here what's been happening there in the league one roundup with Wills. Hey, so um <laughs> last I mean last week it was just teams making transfers and um issues with Reading. Um this week there's not really been much else different to that. There's been more transfers and you know I'll have a little look through them in a minute just to see really who's making the most transfers at the moment and who else is maybe like us waiting. Um, Reading have had an additional charge brought against them um, of failing to play tax. Um, they're under a transfer embargo, and from from reading the BBC article, it just seems like that's been added to the list of things that they're under the transfer embargo for. So no mention of drop points at this point, and I've 
I can't really say, um, you know, whether it looks like they'll get a takeover or there'll be any changes to that or whether they're going to remain a club in crisis for the season. Um, but there has been some breaking news, late breaking news that I only saw when I refreshed the BBC news page just Ooh. before doing this. Shrewsbury Town have appointed a new manager or head coach, as they're calling it. Okay. Matt Taylor, who oh. um, managed Walsall briefly uh, last season, no, a couple of seasons ago, um, got sacked. Um, not been doing anything since then. Um, that's like a, a year and a half. Um, and has been appointed as the Shrewsbury manager. Do you think that's a bit out of left field? Like a manager who has such little experience and that experience he did have was unsuccessful in the division below. On, on the surface of things, yeah. Uh, on the surface of things. But you know, I haven't done any research. I don't really know much about him. He might have been a coach somewhere like for the last couple of years at a pretty decent level or or something along those lines. I don't really know. But on the surface of things, it, yeah, it is it is, it is. is really out of left field. Uh, but I think at this level, and especially in League Two, sometimes it's, football's one of those things like, ooh, you know, you know what I mean? And maybe he knows director of football, maybe he knows somebody in the boardroom, maybe maybe he's just got a way in and he's offered a bit cheaper and they liked him in the interview and he just managed to tick all the boxes on his way in. Yeah, well, I mean, Shrewsbury have only just changed to the director of football slash head coach model, mm. uh, which might have been the reason why... Um, Steve Cotterell left them in unexplained circumstances. Um, but so, I mean, it's possible that this is, uh, they've got him in because of his coaching experience, knowing that he has very little managerial experience, but that's part of the director of football head coach relationship they want to have, um, which I have to say doesn't really often work out mm. when you get these coaching managers who have got a glittering CV as coaches. Uh, you look at uh, Kevin Betsy at Leighton Orient last season, uh, well, the season before last. Um, you know, usually, you know, those managers don't adjust well enough to the side of the game that involves tactics and things. Keith Millen. <laughs> yeah, Keith Millen didn't have that much managerial experience. Um, the fella that they got in at Crawley, or. Um... Oh, yeah. I know you mean Sorry. the puppet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if any of you have seen this because it's only just been announced, but Paul Gerrard, our keeper coach, is leaving. Yeah, yeah. I was going to cover that. Yeah, it's mad yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, it's mad out of nowhere. Mutual consent is what I heard. Um, yeah, just like two days before preseason starts. Personal choice, then maybe just to sort of you know maybe he wants to move. As you know, as is often the case with backroom staff, they leave. It's usually because they want to move and go to another part of the country. Yeah, I think he's been traveling up quite far every sort of week, hasn't he, for training and that? Mm. I, I think he, I think that probably is it that he just wants to move closer to home. Yeah, so the search is on for a new goalkeeping coach. I'm available. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Could... <laughs> I think you could do a job for us. <laughs> have you ever played in goal yeah yeah I wasn't very good but um, I've been complaining about played in goal and not being very good <laughs> well, I know but I actually was a goalkeeper I just ah, wasn't right, very okay. good at football uh, 
But yeah, I've been complaining about Thomas Hawley all season. Time to put my money where my mouth is. Uh, Paul Simpson, if you're listening to this. <laughs> um, and then on the topic of transfers, just looking through the transfers on transfer marked now i think we're the only club that are yet to make a transfer this window but there's <laughs> there's a whole host of them that have only signed one player and not all of these one players that they've signed are going to be first team players and there's you know there's a few clubs signing players out of non-league and stuff but stevenage um Portsmouth, uh, Oxford now, they've made a few signings. Um, I think we mentioned Josh McEachran. Aye. Another mm. one of them Chelsea um, lads with a great agent. Yeah, and then I think Lincoln brought in quite a few players on the same day. Um, Rico Hackett looks to be the pick of that bunch uh, in terms of players that have known. Actually, Lucas Jensen is another one, but... Not the goalkeeper. Oh, yeah, yeah they've signed Lucas Lenson on a permanent from Burnley. Um, I remember when he was with us, there was, you know, some people, I think you included, Liam, felt that he should be yeah. getting more of a chance. Um, but he never really did, and in the end, never really had much of an impact when he was at us. Who I can't remember now. Who was the... Was it Paul Farman who was first team when Lucas Jensen was here? I think it was uh, that sort of weird period where, like, Magnus uh, Norman was, like, trying to be number one, but not really, because he kept getting injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Maybe when they brought it, I think that's when they brought Mark Howard in, maybe. Yeah. Like, like right towards the end of the transfer window, because they weren't confident about either keeper. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, he's gone to Lincoln. Um. Yeah, Orient have only made one signing. Um, Exeter have only made one. Derby have made a few. They've brought in Curtis Nelson. Um. The brought brought in Josh Vickers, a goalkeeper from Rotherham. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, Charlton have signed. Rotherham are a bit gutted by that as well. Mm. There's um talk that um, Jerry Yates is going to be leaving Rotherham as well. Oh, is he not a Blackpool? Oh shit! I <laughs> <laughs> mean, he might be leaving. Rumours he might be leaving Blackpool. Or... Yeah, rumours he might be leaving Blackpool. I was going to say, okay. I thought. I thought, yeah, Rotherham haven't been relegated. Yeah, it's Blackpool is that who've just been relegated. I hope he leaves. I hope he comes here. Well, <laughs> apparently Leicester are looking at him, so... Okay, so wow. slightly <laughs> unrealistic. Yeah, I mean, we'll get on to our own unrealistic transfer targets later on. Well, I will. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of mine are National League, I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to learn. It's good to learn these things. It's good to learn these things. Anything else, Will, in the League One Roundup? Um, nope, that's pretty much it. Um a few teams just making one or two signings. We're the only one to have yet to begin. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, no. we found out what was happening here. <laughs> what was happening there in the league? One roundup with Wills. Thanks very much, mate. Thanks very much. Um, yeah, I mean, as I normally do, I'll move on to a bit of more Carlisle United related news. And uh, as Wills already sort of covered there, and we covered a little bit, Paul Gerrard left. Uh, today, just a couple of hours ago, uh, by mutual consent. So uh, the, the goalkeeping coach search starts. Um, so I'm, I'm sure it'll be really interesting to see who gets brought in. And I imagine it's going to be quite a quick job because um, they normally are in these circumstances anyway. Um, so 
especially just before pre-season. So I'd imagine that they've already started making people offers and stuff tonight. And uh, we'll get to see a new goalkeeping coach in the very near future. I hope it's someone cool. I really hope it's someone cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Paul Gerrard was... Pretty cool. You know, he seemed like it was a big. Well, it was a big part of the backroom staff as well. You could see yeah. that when you know, yeah. whenever we scored and during the promotion campaign, it was like right in there. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. It was a, it was a big passion. personality around the place. Big personality around the place. Um, in other Carlisle United related news, uh, one of the players that got released at the end of the season, Josh Dixon, has picked up a new club. He's been signed by Annan, so he'll join them in their maiden voyage into Scottish League One. Uh, so uh, I mean, we all we've always spoken about Josh Dixon and you know the lack of opportunities because of injuries and things like that. So well, I'm sure we'll all be keeping a very eager eye on him. Yeah, we'll, we'll see him very soon. Exactly. Oh, yeah. He doesn't be a pre-season friendly and he should be fit for it. And talking about pre-season friendlies, Carl United have added another one to their pre-season fixture list. We're going to Chorley! Our favourite non-league club. <laughs> <laughs> going to Chorley on a Tuesday night. It's July the 25th. Uh, so get yourselves down there. Like I said, it was, I'm telling you, it was like Three pound for a Samagel. It was so cheap, and you can stand on the terrace and just drink it. And it's yeah, there's yeah, it was good. It was really good, and the chips were massive. Like all the foods, massive, and like two pound each. It was great. It was great. Hopefully, it's going to be more of the same. And uh, yeah, I mean that's pretty much it as, as sort of like things closer to home are kind of related. Um, obviously, at this point of the show, that's been a massive news. Uh, unfortunately, uh. Well, we just want to pay our respects to uh, David Wilkes, who passed away this week. Uh, there's been a lot of tributes paid all across social media, and uh, there's going to be more tributes paid uh, during the preseason. And um, yeah, he was, you know, I work at Brunton Park, and yeah, he was, he was, he was genuinely a top bloke. He, he, he had, he had, he always made the time. Uh, he, I spoke to him on a number of occasions, and uh, really nice bloke. So, uh, I mean, my thoughts. Um, but it's not just news. Uh, I did. I did kind of just want to pay my respects as well to to David Wilkes and the Wilkes family. Um, so yeah, um, respects. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so lads, we'll move on to everybody's new favorite game. It's time for the Blue Army. Bid it, and you guys have kind of been treading on the hallowed turf of what the question is today. We've named the number of goalkeepers, and the category today, gentlemen, is Carlisle United goalkeepers that were signed either on loan or permanently from 2010 to the present day. No, that's that's a Long time that that's a long time, yeah. Uh, there are 20, 22 names on the list. Oh, Jesus! All right, <laughs> and you will have two minutes 22 to try and name as many yeah, of those names of you possibly can. I've got a wristwatch, so I'll be able to time it on the wristwatch. I'll give you a, I mean, like, can minute. I see what the time is? If what, or, like, leave me, no, <laughs> I'm in myself. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You can time it yourself. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Easy. Um, How long do so, you have for that? Two minutes. Uh, two minutes. Okay. Two minutes. There's 22 names that I've got on my list. I've done, I've done my best on my list, um, as I always do, but there might be a mistake or two. Uh, yeah. So go ahead, gentlemen. Who'd like to make the first bid? Go on, Liam. You make the first bid. Go on. I'll jump in with four. 
Four. It's a low off there. He's starting slow. Go on, Will. Well, I'm going to go seven. Oh, he's jumped you. He's nearly doubled you. Oh, Jesus. Um... I'm going to have to say do it because I don't think I can do it. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> oh, I'm not, no, Will's I'm, I, confident. Yeah. yeah. Will's confident. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Will, if you're looking at your timer, we're about yeah. to start in this as well. three, two, one, go. Thomas Holly, Paul yeah. Farman, Mark yeah. Howard, Jack yeah. Bonham, um, Greg Fleming. Greg Fleming, yeah. Adam Collin. Adam Collin, yeah. Um, played for us. Oh, oh, uh, Lucas Jensen. Lucas Jensen. That's him done, isn't it? That's his seven. Go on, lads. You've got you've you've got like like a minute and a half. Go on, <laughs> mop, the floor, mop the floor. Go ahead. Have you got any more? Um, Lucas. So Lucas Jensen's Adam Collin. Um, Dan Hanford. Dan Hanford. Yeah. Um. Da, 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 Shamal George. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Uh, the man who got an assist and yeah. <laughs> um, I mean there's loads aren't there um, Gabriel Breeze do we, yeah Gabriel count Breeze counts as well yeah Gabriel Breeze counts as well I mean you've smashed it I think you've got 10 altogether <laughs> I, think, I think towards the end there obviously yeah. you could Lewis Gray Mick Kelly Lewis Gray yeah. Mick Gray. Kelly yeah Scott Simmons technically got a, got offered a one year deal as well Isaac Lewis Robinson Ward. Marcus Dewhurst oh, Dewhurst Lewis, yeah. Lewis Brass Mac Mark Gillespie, Tony Keg. Oh, Tony Keg. Tony Keg. Chris exactly, Ward, yeah. Jordan Pickford. Danny Eccles. Surely Pickford was more than 10 years ago. No, Morgan. Pickford. Joe oh, Fryer. Joe Fryer, sorry. Oh, yeah. Pickford was after Gillespie, so. Yeah, I think so. Gillespie's oh, I if, if Gillespie's played, yeah, Pickford was like 2015 or something. It was when we got relegated from League One. No, he was he was pretty pretty poor for us. No, he was good. He was good for us. Uh, <laughs> his replacement did better. His replacement did better. But Wills, congratulations this wasn't, week. So you've t- God, sorry. His, I was going to say, wasn't his replacement? Um, who did Graham Kavanagh sign to go at the back? Kavanagh. Uh, let's have a look at this list. I just want to <laughs> probably probably. Greg Fleming. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Or uh, Dan Hanford. Was, yeah, it was one of them. It, was, it would have been around that time. Yeah, yeah. because I wrote it down kind of in order. So I'm kind of like looking at it and thinking, I because honestly, Tony Keg, Adam Collins and Mark Gillespie, uh, they were they were like on the books for about like four yeah. seasons. Like, honestly, they, they, yeah. they rocked it right, was, right the way through, yeah. I was going to say, I think Mark Gillespie was... Um was still at the club when we signed those players, but then he left in the summer. Like, mm. um, I'm just looking now. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, when we signed Dan Hanford, and he said um, he'll come in and push Mark Gillespie for the number one place, but then pretty sure Mark Gillespie never played for us after we got relegated because he left. Oh, fair. Um, lads, well done, Wills. Uh, it's 1-1 in the series of the Blue Army bid it. Uh, Liam, do you feel like you, you kind of gave it away a bit there? Yeah, I'd... I think just like any goalkeeper. It. I think you bottled I mean, it a bit there. Like, I mean, that's I did, yeah. Any goalkeeper that you can remember. In my yeah, mind, but... I was thinking of like first choices. I just, yeah. I, I didn't even consider like Scott Simons, Gabriel Breeze, Mick Kelly. I didn't know if he meant like, yeah, they had to have Jensen. played a match for us. 
Yeah. And, and again, we'd only just mentioned Jensen. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So there was a few, there was like, we named, Korea, we named Jensen, Howard, and Norman, like, like all back to back earlier on. Yeah, already. Yeah. Uh, but lads, we're going to move on to uh, what the show's sort of about, the, the theme of the show. Uh, it's transfer targets. Uh, we're going to be talking about, I mean, we're kind of playing scouts. That's what we've done. We've had a little look at the, the 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 free agent market. We've had a little look around, and I've I've written a couple of names down. We've all written a couple of names down. I've kind of got ways to justify some of the names on the list, even if you guys find them a little bit outlandish. A name that you guys laughed at me last year about was Paul Huntington, and look yeah. who's laughing now. Um, it's so laugh at you. yeah, you guys <laughs> laughed, at me, laughed at Paul Huntington. Um, we laughed at yeah. Int. Int. Ah, well, he's not on the list this year. <laughs> but yeah, we, we've we've all we've we've done it again. Basically, we're doing our transfer target sort of like build up. Um, we're going to be going from goalkeepers to central midfielders this week, and next week we're going to cover some attacking options and some winger options as well. And uh, maybe if we've forgotten about certain people that we like to mention next week and the the back positions, we'll mention them next week or something if they come up to our minds later on. Um, goalkeepers. Well, I'm pretty sure you've got a goalkeeper. Um, yes. You might um, have touted on the group chat earlier on. Uh, so I'm going to hand over to you to tell us about uh, the name that you've got written down in front of you uh, as a potential transfer target. I've got a Dimitar Mitov, a oh. 26-year-old Bulgarian released by Cambridge. Is that the one that I said? I, I, I just saw you on a goalkeeper been. in the group chat. Oh, all right. If I had named him. No, no, no. I just think you just said you had a goalkeeper and a midfielder. Yeah. <laughs> a goalkeeper and a midfielder. I've got a forwards as well, but we're not doing that till next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, go, on, so, uh, go on. Yeah. So, uh, meetov has been with them since, did I say, 26 year old Bulgarian just released by Cambridge? He did. Yeah, he's been with them since 2017 and made 146 appearances, keeping 42 clean sheets. He made 22 appearances in Cambridge's promotion-winning season and was their Player of the Year in the first season in League One, uh, despite making 33 appearances last season Last season, as Cambridge battled relegation. He was released in the summer. I tried to find out why he was released, um, had a look at the Cambridge fans forum, and... They seem to just have assumed that he already had a club lined up, that you know he wouldn't have been released unless he'd already signed yeah. for someone. But so, but he's still a free agent at the time of recording, so maybe not. Means maybe I don't know why he was released from Cambridge, but I think he's he's got League One experience. He's done well for the club. Admittedly, a struggling club, but he's you know he's done well enough for them to get Player of the Season could potentially challenge for Holy's number one shirt, which is kind of what you want. I think he's of equivalent level to Holy, maybe. He doesn't have the momentum that Holy will have after promotion, but um, I think he can kind of come in and challenge. Hey, um, it seems like from Will, I mean, you might only have a goalkeeper and a central midfielder, but yeah. you've definitely got a quality over quantity. Um, so good. That was... Good. I never even knew who yeah. he was, and now I want to sign him. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember him. Was. Yeah, it's just like a name that stood out because I remember him playing for them in uh, League Two. So it's like those tend to be the players that catch my attention, ones that I've heard of. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
there's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. <laughs> can understand that one that's a, good, that's a juicy little uh, uh, transfer target what about you Liam uh, goalkeepers who have you got your eye on uh, I've got a couple of options I've got obviously the very obvious one of Matt Gillespie uh, you know is he a free agent from Newcastle I don't know I don't think he's yeah. going to sign a new contract is he But they might want a Scott Carson him maybe but I <laughs> would prefer if they didn't to be perfectly honest with you because I want him back at Carlisle. I think he would probably push Thomas Hall into the number two spot because he is probably a little he's too good for League Two. I think he'd be a very, very solid League One keeper. Yeah. Um, you know, he's I was surprised how young he is. He's still only thirty one. Yeah. Like you know, you, you see these keepers that go to the like like Scott Carson, you he's like what, coming up forty you kind of assume Michael Lesby would be the same age, but he's yeah. 31, which is still sort of your prime years for a goalkeeper if you're a yeah. So we, we, we've still got like some good years to come from Michael Lesby. Like if we signed him, we could easily get him. You know, he's not that much older than Thomas Holy, really. We could get a good three, four years out of him, ideally. Um, and it would cost us nothing, or at least next to nothing. So I, I and. Coming back to where he's a hero, I, I don't see why he would say no to it as well. Obviously, he's probably going to get more money at a club like Newcastle, but I doubt they're going to try and offer him a new contract anyways. Uh, the only downside is that he hasn't played in quite a long time, so he might be a little bit rusty. But look, I originally had written down that with a go- good goalkeeper, like good goalkeeper coach like Gerard, can easily whip him back up into shape. Yeah. We don't have one of them anymore. <laughs> so um, Maybe he can not... come back and be the goalkeeper coach. Oh, oh goalkeeper. Well, not a bad idea, you know. <laughs> if he if he was Scott well, Carson's he... age, maybe. But yeah. uh but no, I think Tony uh, Keg did that when he was a bit older. Yeah. 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 It works when you've got like, you know, like a Gabriel Breeze, for example, you've got that yeah. like, you know, that, that other goalkeeper that you're trying to improve along the way. And yeah. Yeah. And as a uh, sort of backup option, um, if we were to sort of stick with Thomas Hawley and just sign another backup keeper, Stuart Moore's just been released by Blackpool, uh twenty eight years old. You know, he's never really established himself as a first-choice keeper really anywhere in the Football League, but he's just been sort of dotting, dotting around different like league clubs playing as second choice. He played a good few games for Barra once upon a time, but uh, yeah, he hasn't really established himself at any club he's been at. So, But, but coaches seem to rate him, so bringing him in as a second-choice keeper, still a good age, you know, could be a shout. Yeah. 
Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, I've got uh, Joe Lumley, who was at Middlesbrough last season, made 41 appearances. He's been released at the end of the season. Uh, it's a bit far-fetched and a bit unlikely, but as Very I have a lot But, you know, you've got to put these things yeah. out to the universe sometimes. Uh, James Trafford to potentially come in on loan, uh, you know, bring him back. That would be great. I read uh, somewhere that they were willing to sell him for six million, so I don't think that was happening either. Yeah, um, apparently Burnley and Middlesbrough are interested in buying uh, James Trafford or bringing him in on loan or doing one of those right. ones where you bring him in on loan and buy him again next season. So obviously that one's going to be... Dean Henderson, should we just... Man, you won't tell him, so we're just going to go, do you know what, I'll have him back then. The last one that, that sprung to mind is a name that's been on this list for me uh, in the past. It's Kieran Westwood. He's 38 years old. Uh, at this point of his career, he really hasn't got anything to lose. He hasn't got much to gain uh, by coming in as a number two to Thomas Hoyley, uh, 38 years old, great experience. He's been around here before. He's done it all before. He's worked with Simo before. Um, and yeah, like you said, you know, maybe with Paul Gerrard out, you need to bring in that experienced goalkeeper to sort of maybe do you a duo role. And um, I mean, that almost weirdly comes across as my most sensible suggestion for a goalkeeper right now. <laughs> I mean, I think Kieran Westwood might all might almost be our third choice if he comes in because I don't think he would come in, isn't he? Yeah, I don't think he would come in unless it was for a role that included being the goalkeeper coach. And if he's the goalkeeper coach, then he's not likely to even be our second choice because you know he's not got as long to train because he's got to take the training. So you, you know, you'd maybe kind of do that if if he felt that Gabe Breeze was progressed enough to be the backup keeper, especially if you had someone like Kieran Westwood as the backup to the backup, maybe he'd, maybe that would be an option. That's decent. But the, the goalkeepers that we've covered, uh, it is it is a bit of slim pickings out there, to be honest, lads. So it was a bit, it's a bit difficult to find certain transfer targets, but we'll move on to the defensive line. Uh, we'll look at, Right backs. Uh, I couldn't really come up with a whole lot. I've got two names, and uh, I mean, one of them's potential, the other one's a bit. Uh, so, Liam, I'll let you, uh, if you've got a right back, give us a right back. Um, I've got two. I've got Finn Bach, which is the obvious one. Yeah, I got um, Finn Bach as well. Yeah, yeah, me. and <laughs> Colchester's junior Shamad Shamadu, however you pronounce that. Uh, the young kid that's been doing really well, but I think he might be a little bit unrealistic. I think there's championship clubs looking at him. Still only 19, played every game last season. Five yeah, goals, like two assists. Yeah, he's, he's not really... He'll probably go higher than Carlisle, as much as I love Carlisle. You know, he's probably going to look a little bit higher. Uh, but yeah, they're the two. Okay, I mean, like I had, I had Finn back as well, uh, but I also had 34-year-old released by Everton, Seamus Coleman. Um, and, and the only reason I can kind of sort of justify this is because, like, if Owen Moxon, you know, like, you know, knock on wood, does, you know, leave after a big transfer or something like that in the summer, then we need we need a good set, another set piece specialist to come in. Uh, he, he'd be a good backup or a first choice as well. So, you know, for Jack Ellis to sort of like progress and come through. So a lot of experience. It's just perhaps a bit unlikely he's going to drop down into League One um, for anything less than silly money. So I guess, I guess you know, it, it is it is what it is. But I had Finn back as well. So at least like, you know, I am, I'm not, I'm yeah. not like, you know, swimming in the middle of the ocean completely or anything. <laughs> <laughs> 
But um, yeah, we'll move on to left backs then, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll give you. A, I'll give you Danny Rose. <laughs> he's been without. A, he's thirty-two years old. He's been without a club for an entire year. Uh, he's done nothing. Uh, but we're not looking really to improve on Jack Armour anyway. Like we're looking no. on someone yeah. to maybe come in and improve Jack Armour by pushing him and sharing experience with him. Yeah. And, and that kind of thing. So maybe in that capacity, Danny Rose might be a bit of an option. And like I said, he's been out of the game for a year. So a good preseason under his belt will do him a lot of good. He's not going to be playing loads and loads of games. And he's only 32 years old. So, you know, you could still squeeze two seasons out of him. Armour could be twice the left back. Uh, but, you know, it's an England international and he's been out of the game for a year. So... <laughs> I wonder who's got his phone number. You know what I mean. <laughs> He's only thirty-two. There's there's England internationals in the current squad that are thirty-two getting called up uh, all the time. But yeah, um, it, his career's kind of just I don't know, just gone a bit shit. Yeah, just died, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, but similarly to how Michael Bridges went, and uh, we all know how good Simo did with Bridgie. So I mean, hopefully Danny Rose could do something similar to that. The other name I've got is I think this is how you say it, Paul Dummett. Uh, 31 years old. He's been at Newcastle. Uh, he's got five Welsh caps under his belt. Um, the last cap he got was in 2014. Uh, but it's another one of those cases where bring in a bit of experience. He's been around the block. He's been around some top quality coaches. And uh, he can probably share a lot with Jack Armour. And he did have a bit of a a time period where he looked really good. He was starting week in, week out for Newcastle um, about like three or four seasons ago. And he, he looked okay. Like He was... Still 26 years old at that time, so he wasn't like he was a young man breaking through. So maybe the media didn't want to cover him quite as much, but he he was quite good for Newcastle as a left-back. And um, if we can get him back to anything like that form in League One, he'd be, he'd be really good, I think. Uh, but Liam, have you got any left-backs? Uh, I had Patrick Brough, but then he went to Northampton. Yeah. Um, Jordan Shipley, if Jack Ham was to leave as like a first-choice player. Shrewsbury Town... Left back, twenty five years old, played pretty much every game last season. But it's just a thing of he's not a free agent. Shrewsbury probably won't really want to sell him to one of their rivals, probably relegation rivals as well. You'd imagine, but maybe with the whole managerial change thing, a little bit of chaos going over there, they might want he might want out. So yeah, God knows. But as well, I wouldn't I wouldn't have him over Jack Armour. So. It's it's just that thing of if Jack Ham was to you know get a big money deal somewhere to the championship, maybe he could be one that you look at. Yeah, I mean it's kind of difficult when you've got a a young player who's tied down a position at first place because it's not like you can bring someone in younger than him, which is what you might do if you had a more experienced player who yeah. was your best player in that position holding down a place. Yeah, so maybe the thing, uh, maybe the thing is to go with that bit of experience, like I've suggested, and maybe Paul Dummett will be coming in soon, or Danny Rose. <laughs> I've made worse suggestions, yeah. and there's probably worse on this list as well. But not, and I mean, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how we get on. Centre backs, Liam, uh, potentially my worst shout uh, of the entire day is Big within call. the centre backs. But uh, Liam, I'll <laughs> let you go first and build the anticipation. Uh. Yeah, okay, I'll go with a Man United player who was on loan at Hibs last season with a hilarious name. It's uh, Will Fish. 
still only really? 20 years old, did really well at Hibs, you know, and people have compared the Scottish Premiership to sort of a League 1, League 2 level. I think he'd do quite well. He's, you know, he's a big fella as well, tall, bit skinny, but, you know, still only 20. He played for 21 games last season and got um, three goals. So, yeah, he's probably going to be a loan signing if it was to happen, if I'm perfectly honest. But, uh, yeah, maybe maybe Man United would look to send him to someone, you know, a little bit closer to Manchester. Uh, and I'd I'd like to see him there. You know, he's a, de- he's a decent, solid option that has slowly been working his way up in the youth sort of system. So, uh, maybe Carlisle could be the next sort of stop on his journey. Will Fish, I'll definitely remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any more? Sorry. Uh, another loan player, Billy Cometio from Liverpool. He was on loan at Austria last season. Didn't really work out. Um, slightly outlandish one, Liam Gordon from St. Johnson. 27 years old. Don't think they'd want to sort of uh, let him go. He's one he'd have to pay for. We've mentioned on the podcast before, Jesse Deborah. Um, he looks like one that could actually happen from Halifax Town, 23 years old. Mm, uh, and the last nothing one... Nothing much more about him, though. No, no, but there's no, he probably will leave. I think the mm. it's understood that he will leave. So And he hasn't gone anywhere that... else yet, so maybe he's the one that they're sort of working on. But anyways, one last one. Uh, Manny Monf being released from Warsaw might be worth a punt. So. He's an interesting player, yeah. I mean, whether he's League One quality, I don't know. He's just big, isn't he? Like, yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's an agricultural player, is yeah. what he is. <laughs> he's, a, you know, he's a good defender, but he's not the fastest. No. Or the best on the ball. Well, we've got Mellish for that, haven't we? So <laughs> he just he, he, he just come in and um, upset the balance. <laughs> well, you know, Hunt needs a bit of a rest every now and again. He'd be, he'd be all right, you know, a couple of games. Um, yeah, so... My most outlandish shout potentially of the episode, gentlemen. First name, Stephen. Last name, Chalker. Uh, that's right. He's been released by Wigan. He's 31 years old. Uh, he was last seen really over in Turkey. He had a couple of uh, bad years over in Turkey. He's had a bit of a raj time. And yeah, Stephen Chalker is... The man I'd suggest at centre back to come in. He, he he didn't do great at Wigan, but again, he hasn't been exactly training very hard over at uh, these Turkish teams. From what I've heard on the the podcast that he did, what's it called? What's it called? Uh, Under the Kosh. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he did he did an episode on that where he told all about his sort of couple of years in Turkey, and so maybe it's the kind of player that England if you get him in. He's still, yeah, exactly. He's still got, he's still got room to improve. Very similarly to, you know, Paul Huntington came in, thirty-four years old, and he he's got better throughout the season. You know what I mean? He hasn't deteriorated. If anything, he, he you know, he, he got better throughout the season, more solid, more consistent, and you know, I feel like we could get something similar out of out of Stephen Corker as well. So. Um, I've suggested him um, and that it doesn't feel like it was that outlandish you're both nodding your head a little bit so that's cool <laughs> <laughs> we'll see we'll see we'll see uh, the other one was uh, Daniel Simeu um, potentially coming yeah. back in yeah. on loan uh, that might be it'll just be whether or not he can make that step up he didn't the first time but maybe Carlisle's that magic uh, bit of love that he needs you know what I mean to, to really bring the best out of him um, remember yeah uh, I mean he's like that more as defender. well yeah. he's that more as well which is you know, a team that was on a 
a bit of a hiding to nothing. And you kind of remember when he came in with us, um, you know, he maybe you know he maybe doesn't adjust that well to being thrown into a team fighting relegation. Um, he didn't under Keith Millen. It was something that Paul Simpson managed to do, was to kind of like get him kind of playing out a bit, playing a bit more confidently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the last name I've got is Tunji Akinola. Um, he is a former uh, West Ham youth protege. He had 14 years at West Ham. Uh, he, he had loan spells at Lake Norient while he was at West Ham. He was released by West Ham last year uh, and then picked up by Patrick Fissel. And uh, they haven't had the best of years, but he's he's only 24 years old. He, he's six foot one, so he's a pretty tall defender. He's mobile. Uh, he, he can pass. Uh, I think he was still like the one of the in the top five of passes in the Scottish Championship last season. Um, so I feel like he'd be a pretty decent uh, addition to the squad, and especially if Feeney's not there. I feel like we need to add more ball-playing defenders uh, instead of, like, uh, you know, Rolls-Royces like uh, Paul Huntington. But Paul Huntington mm-hmm. can play the ball, to be fair. Uh, no yeah. disrespect to big man. Um, but, yeah, they're all the centre-back options I've got. Uh, Centre-midfield... I've got a name that I've said here before, and I think I'm just attracted yeah. to this name. Max Power, 29 <laughs> years old. You just want to uh, get he's... powered on your back, don't you? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, you know, it's he, he's looked good in certain spells, especially like his first run with Sunderland. Um, and then he's been at Wigan, then Sunderland, then Wigan again. And now he's been released by Wigan. So they've obviously like decided he's not their cup of tea. But... It's potentially a good, experienced League One player who can score goals from the midfield, and he's max power. <laughs> it is max power. Uh, the other one I've got is uh, Matty Longstaff. Uh, he's been released by Newcastle. Uh, he had a loan spell at Mansfield where he scored six goals in 16 games, but equal to that last season at Colchester, uh, he had he made 10 appearances and then he got injured. But in those 10 appearances, he didn't, he didn't score any goals. But, you know, there's there's glimmers there, you know, that he's going to be a really good player. And, uh, yeah, that really good goal against Man United, didn't he? Exactly, you know, so there's glimmers there that he could be a really good player. And I mean, a lot of Geordies like to stick close to home. So, it, it, it you know, we're only down the road for him. So hopefully it, it might be a quite, a quite a good shout. And the last one I've got is John Fleck, an aggressive Glaswegian who's been released by Sheffield United, uh, 29 years of age. Sometimes, um, potentially this season, we might need a bit of grit and a bit of a bulldog uh, the old Tom Taiwo type in the midfield, mm. the sort of person that's not afraid to throw his body around, quite mobile and make crunching tackles. And John Flex definitely not afraid to do that. Obviously, being released by Sheffield United and only being 29 years of age might mean he'll have a plethora of suitors in the championship. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Liam, uh, no, Will, you haven't had one in ages, but you've got a central <laughs> midfielder, haven't you? Yeah, I've got, well, I, I've I've got three now. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> got go on, um, Will. Oh no, sorry, central. I've got two central ones. One yeah, thing, central uh, midfielder. Let's go for it. Um, Liam Bridcut. Liam Bridcut. Yeah, Good he's hell. been released by Blackpool. Um, experienced player. Um, once of Sunderland, and it's is is a player that you might kind of like say was 
looking to reignite his career. It's kind of fizzled out a bit. He, I think he signed for Blackpool just in January, and it's not worked out for him there. They've got relegated from the championship, and he's been released. But, you know, potentially a good player for us to look at. Um, you know, he'd come in, hopefully not for too much of a wage, but um, depends what his expectations still are. Sounds like a good one. I see you had two. Yep. Um, attacking midfielder released by Blackburn. Uh, he's been a very good player for them, and I'm not sure why they've released him. I think maybe it's just not been as good for him this year as it has been for the last four years. But this is a team, Blackburn, that... Uh, generally expect to challenge at the top of the top end of the championship and that's Bradley Dack. Okay. Yeah. He's like been a brilliant player in the championship for a few seasons and you know just seems to have gone south for him there a little bit. He's still only 29. Um so maybe it's a suggestion that he needs to drop down to League One but he could still be a very good player in League One. Sounds good. Sounds good, Liam. Uh, you've got some several midfielders. Yeah, I've got I've got a few. Um, I'm starting to see a theme of you two going for sort of like championship players and me going for uh, national league, league two type players. But um, yeah. to get a nice round, it's good to get it. more research to look up national league, league two type players. So I think you're yeah, just better well, at that. Well, more like <laughs> I'm more used to national league type players <laughs> <laughs> than league one. But no, um. Start with Darren Aldiker. He plays for Chesterfield, attacking midfielder. So you know, not quite central midfielder, but more attacking player. Twenty-four years old, played thirty-nine games. A decent player for them. Only got three goals, but it's it's not really his goals that make him what he is. Um, yeah, they've had a good season. Chesterfield almost got promoted. Took it to the last kick of the game against Notts County in the playoff final. Um, and he's one that might get a move. Higher up, uh, maybe not because Chesterfield are spending big, big money bringing in players like Will Grigg, so they might look to keep him. But um, I think we could maybe tempt him away. On the list as well, Greg Ollie, Gated captain. Uh, I saw this on a Twitter account, sort of realistic transfers for Carlisle. Uh, Forty-one games, five goals last season. Uh, Twenty-seven years old. He's probably going to look for a move higher up. Um, and then just to keep with the National League theme. Uh, one I mentioned last year, Joe Sabara of Solihull, Solihull Moors. You know, he was uh, really linked with a big move, wasn't he? He's still there, yeah. Then. yeah. He he's still there. Nice. Yeah. How did he get on last year? Go on. He, he got nine goals in 33 games, which, you know, yeah, it's not he... quite what he got the season before, but, you know, well, he's that's... still only 24. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you do get, do, like, if a player has a really good scoring season and then don't follow it up, their stock can drop really quickly. Um, look, yeah. at Billy, look at Billy Painter. Yeah, well, yeah, and hopefully we can take advantage of that sort of lower reputation and, Maybe. and get him in, because I still yeah. think he's a good player. It's it's not even the fact that he hasn't had that good a season, it's just Solihull Moors as a whole just haven't had a good season, because yeah. when that season, you know, they got to the playoff final, didn't they? Um, when he had that brilliant season, and with the team not being as good, I think he's suffered a little bit as well. I think you put him in a Carlisle team and he does all right. Uh, special mention to Alfie McCallum as well. Obviously, yeah. very, very familiar with him. I mean, we, we had that. Back. Yeah, I mean, we had that thing where we put the lone players in order of 
which one we would want back. And I think, did you have Alfie McCallumont as your number one? Yeah, I did. Um, not because I thought he was the best out of the bunch, just because I think he's the one that we could long-term get the most yeah. sort of use out of. Like, I think if you were going to sign him, he's a long-term sort of project that you slowly build up to be in that sort of League One quality, mm. sort of, you know, defensive slash number eight kind of player, which I think he can be because he's a good player, Alfie. Yeah. And he shows glimpses of it, but if you, especially if Owen Moxon was to leave, because I think he's very similar to Mox, I'd have Alfie McCallum. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, I'd take him back, and I'd be excited yeah. about him signing him on a permanent. Yeah, no, he's, he's a player that looks to, because he's been at Leeds in the Premier League, um, that kind of academy system, yeah. and you know he's, he's he's got a cap for Northern Ireland, just the one. He's got a few. But... Has he not got? Oh, had... well, I thought he was free, but you, you maybe right. three. I don't know how many then. Not many, but you know, he's got caps yeah. and it's not a regular. It's yeah, it's yeah. experience of a certain level of football that he seems to show. Yeah, massively. Uh, have you got any more, Liam? Um, I've got Joe Powell written down of Burton Albion, but again, he's one of them ones that I just don't think we'd be able to get. Um, 24 years old, 36 games, two goals, two assists last season. He's one of their star players, so it, it would take a lot to sort of get him away. And he's not a free agent, so yeah. you, we'd have to spend money on him. He's more a, a kind of player you'd buy if both Branthwaite and Henderson left or something, and you want to splash a bit of cash. Uh, but that's that. You see, that's my unrealistic signing. Yeah. My unrealistic <laughs> signing is is a player from the same division. I think I've got yeah. Got three I think, internationals. Yeah, I was going to say. I think I consider oh, Bradley Zach to be a bit of an unrealistic signing, but. Yeah, well, yeah, but I'd have a look at him if I was similar. <laughs> well, thanks very much, lads, for doing your research. Uh, obviously, next week we're going to be doing attackers and wingers. Uh, but before we finish the show, it's time for the two of you to go head-to-head once again in their big, fat quiz of the season. So last mm. week... Liam's good form continued. Will, you kept consistent, but you fell behind a little bit. It's a 5-2 to Liam at this stage. Will, it's your turn to pick. Would you like the questions from category A or category B? Um, I'll have a B, please, Bob. Well, go it with a B. (laughs) (laughs) All right, awesome. So here we go. Uh, Will, you're going to go first, mate. In September... Paul Huntington scored his first goal for Carlisle. And who was it against? Um, September, I'm going to go with... I mean, like, I really don't know. Um, mm. I just, I think I maybe know who it isn't. Um, and some of played in September. I'm going to say, did he score against... Uh, Swindon? Saying Swindon. Yeah. It was Rochdale, I'm afraid, ah, mate. It yeah. was Rochdale. Sorry about that, I wouldn't that, have got Will. to leave it, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough one. It's a tough yeah. one. Uh, Will, in October, Carlisle beat Doncaster 3-0. But which player scored twice? Um, I'm going to go with Christian Dennis. It's most like, just because it's most likely to have been him. Yeah. Good shout. Could have been Jack Stretton. Stretton. It was Jack <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, Jack Stretton scored 
two goals for us and it was in one match and that was on my mind, but I was just going balance of probability, it's more yeah. to be Dennis. Ah. Unfortunately, <laughs> it was on that occasion, it was the the one that you uh you you were trying to avoid. Yes, it's Jack Stretton with the brace. Uh the final question, Will. Yeah. is when Carlisle played Barrow at Hawker Street in the Papa John's Trophy, Yeah, what was the score? Was it 1-1? It was actually 2-0 to Barrow. Ah. All I remember <laughs> from that game is the firework. Yeah, I thought that was going to be the question. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, why was it called off? <laughs> well, we'll see what happens to you, Liam, because you've got an opportunity oh. to streak ahead into the lead. <laughs> uh, as Will's just whitewashed himself there, unfortunately. They were hard. They were really hard questions. Yeah, well, I, mean, I, very, I don't think I'd have got any of them. They're very the similar one. questions. Like all the questions are very similar. They're just different. So, as you'll see, Liam. He in was our September, number one goalkeeper. In, in <laughs> September, Corey Wheeler. <laughs> <Dickhead>. oh. <laughs> in September, Corey Whelan scored his first goal for Carlisle against who? Same sort of questions. They always are. So, right. so when, when was it? Sorry. In September, Carlisle. Uh, sorry, in September, Corey Whelan scored his first goal for Carlisle against who? I actually remember the goal. I just can't remember who it was against. Um, I was with Paul Huntington. I remember the picture of him scoring. Was it... Um, I know we played... No, we didn't. No, that was in... That was in August. Um, can I steal Will's answer and say Swindon? <laughs> Are you saying what? Swindon? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Swindon. It was Newport. Uh, I thought a Newport. (laughs) Yeah, it was Newport County, mate. Uh, So, in October, Carlisle beat Hartlepool 3-1. But which player netted twice? Yeah, I was at that game. It was Amari Patrick. And then he got injured, didn't he? It was Amari Patrick. Well done. It it was Amari (laughs) Patrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you get the credit for, you know, going to the game. You're always going to remember a bit. (laughs) Um, Right. The final question, mate, is when Carlisle played Barrow in the Papa John's Trophy at Hawker Street, the match was delayed (laughs) for 17 (laughs) minutes when a firework landed close to which... Carlisle player. <laughs> Even so, it's still a yeah. much. <laughs> he went to pick it up, didn't he? Mick Kelly. It is Mick Kelly. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> it is Mick Kelly. Well done, yeah. mate. So I mean, Will's absolutely yeah. like like angered by by the display <laughs> <laughs> this week. I think I mean, my questions were easier there. To be fair. Anyone could have picked. You could. Will could have picked A if he wanted to pick A. Will could have picked <laughs> yeah, A, and he would have got that category. And then no, that's just the way the cooking. I'm crumbles. not complaining by any yeah. stretch of the imagination. No, but, but Will is. <laughs> yeah, he is. I'm only complaining with my eyes. Glare <laughs> <laughs> of contempt. <laughs> carry on glaring because it's now 7-2 in the series uh, but don't worry there's plenty more opportunities for you to catch up we're only in October at this stage so we've got to make our way through Christmas yeah. the transfer window you know, there's still plenty more uh, 
ahead of us Harry's here. So I'm be talking about last season at the end of this season. <laughs> We're gonna be really I, stretchy. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously gonna try and finish. I'm obviously gonna have to try and finish like by the time the season starts. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. Like, if this is questions about last season, so by April are we oh, still gonna be asking questions, questions about, about September? Last... Sorry. Potentially. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant we'll still be playing this game at the end of this season. No. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, it's only going to last for the summer schedule. Uh, and then, and then you'll go back to guessing the player, guessing oh, the yeah. player, guessing the, the player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the one everyone loves. Yeah, that's right. But, you know, you're going to give everything yeah. a break and a chance to come back in yeah, the absolutely. Glory. No, I love this new game. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's good, well. to, good to just do different things in the summer. Yeah, we um, do. We but... do loads of different things. Lucky enough to get uh, wiretaps and uh, I mean new games and all ki- all kinds of fun things. So it's been loads of fun, lads. It's been absolutely loads of fun uh, this week for the Blue Army podcast. Thank you both very much for joining us. Obviously, next week we're going to be doing more transfer targets. Uh, we're going to be looking at attackers and wingers, like I mentioned earlier. I was going to say is wingers included in that because I already had we a don't winger, play with wingers. Didn't but, know whether yeah. I was meant to mention him in the midfield section. And now, now you're gonna to have to sweat over the week because he might get signed by someone. <laughs> so. I've been eyeing up this forward for ages, and he's not signed for anyone yet. All right, okay. Is it Bappe again? Yeah, you've been tapping at Bappe again. I, I mean, I am his agent. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> do that to him. That'd be highly unethical. <laughs> it's the best thing for him, yeah. and you know it, mate. I couldn't, you know I couldn't convince him to take a pay cut from whatever he's earning at PSG. A pay uh, cut of like two thousand percent. Yeah, to, like you know, a bar tab at Pioneer. <laughs> and he's made enough a money. He doesn't, need sausage. Any... Yeah, he doesn't need any more money. He's made enough money. He'll be fine, won't he? I mean, lads, no, thank you very much for joining me this week. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, we've got a lot to look forward to next week on the Blue Army podcast, but there isn't really anything else left for us to say this week apart from bye for now. Bye. Bye. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.